A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, now there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed you from the law of sin and death. For what the law weakened by the flesh was powerless to do, this God has done by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for the sake of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh so that the righteousness decree of the law might be fulfilled in us who live not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For those of who those who live according to the flesh are concerned with the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit with the things of the spirit. The concern of the flesh is death, but the concern of the spirit is life and peace. For the concern of the flesh is hostility toward God. It does not submit to the law of God, nor can it. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh. On the contrary, you are in the spirit, if only the spirit of God dwells in you. Whoever does not have the spirit of Christ does not belong to him, but in Christ is in you. Although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is alive because of righteousness. If the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through the spirit that dwells in you. The word of the Lord.
Dominus Vobiscum. Lexio Sancti Evangelis Some people told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with the blood of their sacrifices. He said to them in reply, Do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were greater sinners than all other Galileans? By no means. But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. Or those 18 people who were killed when the tower at Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than everyone else who lived in Jerusalem? By no means. But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. And he told them this parable. There once was a person who had a fig tree planted in his orchard. And when he came in, searched of fruit on it, but found none, he said to the gardener, For three years now I have come in search of fruit on this fig tree, but have found none. So cut it down. Why should it exhaust the soil? He said to him in reply, Sir, leave it for this year also, and I shall cultivate the ground around it and fertilize it. It may bear fruit in the future. If not, you can cut it down. Verbum Domini. Have you ever heard of a governor who became a canonized saint? Well, St. John Capistrano, today's saint, is one. He was born in 1386. He studied law at Perugia, and he was a governor of that city uh, for a time. And eventually he entered uh, the branch, the first branch of the Franciscan order, the order of the Friars Minor. And after he got ordained to the priesthood, he preached throughout uh, Europe, and he died in Austria in 1456. He was 70 years old uh, when the Lord uh, called him home. And the time that he was alive was really a difficult time period. It said that where he's from in the 14th century, one-third of the population and nearly 40% of the clergy were wiped out by the bubonic plague. 
and the Western schism split the church at the time, and England and France were at war. The city-states of Italy were uh, constantly in conflict, and the temperature of the faith at the time where he was at was not so hot. People were not interested in religion. They were in religious apathy and religious confusion. And the Franciscan order itself was in turmoil over the interpretation and observance of the rule of St. Francis. So there's a lot of uh, difficult situation that during his time period, time of confusion, time of chaos. And St. John of Capistrano was a great instrument of the Lord Jesus who revived the people's faith and conviction uh, to their beliefs and devotions. He was also an instrument for the church uh, under Pope Martin V, who sent him to resolve the conflict that was happening in the Franciscan order. And as I mentioned earlier, he died at the age of uh, 70, and he left behind 19 volumes of his writings and also more than 700 letters that he wrote. The colic for this Mass uh, highlights why God raised up John of Capistrano during his time period. God raised him up during his time period in order to, quote, comfort the faithful people in tribulation. Again, this is in the 14th century. Tribulation. Tribulation time period. Sometimes when we're having conversation with others, either we ourselves may say it or, or the other may say it to us, it's a phrase like, it's not like the good old days. It's not like the good old days, the time that we're living in. It's as if the, the good old days were always perfect and no problem and no conflict and no confusion. Well, we heard the time period that John of Capistrano was living in, many conflicts in his nation, in the church, and even in the Franciscan order. Again, sometimes we have this sort of a fantasy or some sort of dream that we're not living in the world we are living in or in the time period we are in. We're wishing we're not here. We're wishing we're in the past or so. Well, God created us and called us to be Catholics, to be religious, to be priests, specifically for our time period. Specifically for our time period. Not in the past, not in the future, but exactly for our time period. God has a purpose. He calls us for this present time to be a light in darkness, to be the salt of the earth, in order to put more gospel flavor 
in this dissipated, cold world we are in. Mother Angelica was big on uh, living the present moment. She often taught others to live the present moment, challenged others to live the present moment, not in the past, not in the future, but live in the present moment, and while she herself tried to do so. And about this, about God's will in the present moment, a mother said, we have to learn in the present, we have to learn to live in the present moment. We have to learn to live in the present moment. We have to ask God, what are you calling me to do now in this present moment? Not yesterday or tomorrow, but right now. God's will is manifested to us in the duties and experiences of the present moment. Again, we're, sometimes we're wishing we're in the past. We're not living in this present time. Again, maybe because we, we can't handle the difficulties, we can't handle the trials, the challenges, the hardships that we don't want to face that. We wanted to go in this past fantasy world. God's will is manifested to us in the duties and experiences of the present moment. We have only to accept them and try to be like Jesus in them. Again, going back to John of Capistrano, he lived during his lifetime period because God knew. God knew the chaos and confusion that many would experience back then. So he raised him up to comfort the faithful people in that tribulation period. And God calls us for our time period because he also knew the kind of chaos and confusion that many would experience. And he calls us like he called John of Capistrano in order to comfort the faithful people in tribulation. You know, we have our own tribulation, our own time period of tribulation. And we live each of our lives as best and as faithful as we can be as God calls us and God does the rest in how he brings about comfort to the faithful people in the midst of tribulation. St. John of Capistrano, pray for us. St. John of Capistrano, pray for us. St. John of Capistrano, pray for us.